Hello, promoters. Welcome to another episode of Roll Up, the official Phil Singer Games podcast. I am your co-host, Sam Fain, joined this week by Todd Jorschel. Todd, how are you? I'm doing all right. Doing all right. Fantastic. Fantastic. It, you know, this is probably coming in just a teeny bit late. Um, And uh, for those of you that have been waiting for the video uh, version of last week's episode, uh, my apologies. This past week got pretty crazy uh, around these parts. Uh, It is is edited and ready to go. Uh, All I have to do is upload it to YouTube. And that'll probably happen before this episode drops. Um, But uh, for those that haven't had a chance to to see it yet or find it, uh, it is available on YouTube right now. I'm I'm putting the pressure on myself to make sure that it's there uh, by the you could, just del- you could just delay how long this goes out exactly to sure right beforehand you know <laughs> I, have, I have full control uh there will not be a video version of this particular episode um things will probably be a little inconsistent as first as we sort of nail down exactly how we want to do the video episodes going forward and um you, you know what content we want to release uh on the youtube channel but we knew that with the james mitchell interview we had the video for it so we were like hey let's just do it um because tonight today this morning whenever you happen to be listening to us uh, we will actually be dropping in the audio uh, that we recorded with Chad Olson um, at the con. So if y- you missed out on Chad's comments about Legends and Indies, because he talked, of course, about the Impact Pro Wrestling set as well, um, this will be an opportunity to catch up on that. There may be a couple of other little things that we drop in there as well, but that'll kind of be the main event of it. Um, uh, so yeah, so we're just gonna, we're gonna talk for a little bit and then, and then we'll zoom over to there, but we do have a few things to discuss uh, from Fed HQ, including some new teaser announcements. Uh, Todd, why don't you kick us off with the, uh, GWF reimagined announcement? Yeah. So teaser season has begun, uh, and yeah, 2093, uh, known for the arrival of, uh, Omega's other son, <laughs> Alpha Force. So a uh, new reimagined Alpha Force uh, set with the Ultimate Force, uh, the uh, the old glowing hand gimmick uh, going on there. I think uh, <laughs> it looks pretty sweet. I think uh, Warner did an awesome job on Alpha Force. Yeah, I completely agree. I think that the the art um, is is suitably uh, iconic, um, and and I think it's right up there with you know any of the best of the Alpha Force drawings. One of the things that I really like about it is I, I think that the the face in particular hit on something that some of the other Alpha Force drawings never did, and and that's that mm-hmm. this looks like Omega's son. You know, this looks like Star Warrior's brother. Uh, it looks like Bloodline's uncle. You know what I mean? Like I really there's there's really <laughs> right, something right. in the face that I feel like I could easily make the connection between them. Um, uh, which is, which is nice. And, uh, I dig it. Uh, you know, it's been a long time since I used alpha force. Um, and I'm looking forward to the opportunity to use him again, whenever I happen to, you know, to roll out a 2093 card. Not that that is the only reason to do it. Of course, you can just do it whenever you want. Um, but, uh, you know, it seems like my, my, my time to roll comes at a premium these days. So, uh, I keep it restricted to, you know, whatever's in canon or in continuity for me at the time these days, as opposed to any, any exhibition matches. Um, of course, on the Indies side of things, uh, for the best of the Indies women set 2022, uh, the first name announced, of course, is the name from uh, Galacticon. So, you know, those of you that were paying attention back then, of course, uh, and on the boards are fully aware that Billy Starks uh, is making her way to the Indies side of the game. Uh, super excited for this. Great art. Uh, I, I love the color oh, and yeah. shading on this pick. I mean, it's great. The background obviously works perfectly. Um, it's really, really wonderful. And and uh, it's, it's generated quite a bit of uh, buzz for us on social media compared to some of our other announcements. 
Yeah, yeah, no, actually, yeah, she's got a big following out there. You can definitely tell by all the people that have retweeted and liked it there. Uh, yeah, definitely uh, well, popular popular drawing there. And yeah, I think it really came out great. Uh, yeah, Billy uh, shared with us a really good resolution uh, picture there. Uh, that was the pose I really wanted to capture. And uh, I think, yeah, Warner definitely nailed it. And and I like what he does with some of the, some of the times with the uh, – repeating logo type background i think it really yeah. worked well with the big starks brand uh logos behind her i think it looks really nice yeah i completely agree um i i, I think that uh it, it works great and it, it's definitely got me looking forward to you know what's what's coming next uh, out of the rest of the set um yeah. there's there's you know some great names um that will fill out the set still, still a couple we needed to figure out still, still yeah <laughs> there we're, are we're, indeed we're waiting, we're waiting to see i think zeke's got a couple shows he's going to soon we're trying to figure out of a couple other names might sign we've reached out to a couple other uh women as well that we wanted to include uh waiting to hear back from from some there but uh yeah it should be a fun set though even if we don't sign anybody new you know we still have a, a great selection of women that we know uh that will be right in the set. Yeah, I think that that's one of the great things, uh, you know, about just the, the the number of indie women that we do currently have signed. Um, you know, we could put out a set twice over with just the names that are already kind of banked and and know that there are new names coming in, possibilities for new names. I think that, uh, you know, that the health of the women's uh, indies line is, is, is strong and, um, you know, we'll be able to uh, hopefully drop a few of those names that aren't necessarily in this set into uh, Promoter Prime, um, yeah. you know, so that, that uh, gives us, you know, some... Uh, some opportunity to get some of the names that are sort of in the, in the backlog, if you will, out there. Um, you know, w- w- just a little bit about Billy Starks for those that aren't necessarily familiar with her. She's 17 years old. Uh, she's been wrestling since she's like 13 or 14. Um, her dad is actually a, a photographer, a wrestling photographer. Um, and, uh, she's done a lot of work, uh, in the Midwest in particular, actually. Um, but really all over the country. And, and at this point, I mean, it's just been building a lot of steam. And I think, quite frankly, you know, is, is really chomping at the bit to turn 18 um, so that she can kind yeah, of opens up more areas. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Cause there, cause there are some promotions that just, you know, that aren't comfortable working with somebody who's under 18 that aren't, you know, that, that they don't want to necessarily bring her in for whatever reason. Um, and, uh, and certainly internationally, um, you know, it's strange because obviously over in Japan, there are, you know, plenty of, of, of young women working, you know, like 12, 13, 14, uh, um, you know, starting their ring careers. And, uh, in this instance, you know, I think that uh, just because of work visas, all that sort of stuff, you know, it's, it's, it's going to prohibit her from getting over there. That said, she's already gotten a lot of in-ring time um, with some great, great, great Japanese wrestlers, including Miyu Yamashita, uh, Maki Ito. Um, and, and I think that that's, you know, mm-hmm. something that uh, um, she would she would learn a lot over there. And I think that she would grow even more because she has grown so much just in the past year. Um, and and, and I, I think that just seeing the, the past couple of months um, in particular, she's really started to put together some excellent matches um, with people like Masha Slamovich and Maki Ito, uh, who I mentioned earlier. Um, and, and and also, you know, doing the, the intergender thing as well um, and, and wrestling oh, yeah. a lot for, for GCW. Um you know, wrestling here in AAW. In fact, she just recently uh, won a number one contenders match for the women's title in AAW here in Chicago. So that'll be really cool. Um, Black Label Pro is definitely another one of her kind of like home based promotions. Um, she, you know, she credits uh, Black Label Pro with kind of a lot of her uh, her growth, um, which is cool. So she, you know, she can fit a lot of roles. I think uh, in your indie promotion, even if you're not necessarily running like a dedicated women's division, um, you know, she certainly fits the bill with the, you know a lot of the other 
women these days that that are getting in the ring and mixing it up with the guys if if, if you know you you want to do that. So um, great talent and 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 awesome that we've got her you know now because I think the sky's yeah. the limit for her. Absolutely, absolutely. And I think she does a lot of uh, uh, mixed tag team matches with another mm-hmm. young prodigy, Nick Wayne, uh, which is was pretty cool. Hopefully, yeah, maybe someday we'll get a card for him too. I'm not. Uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what what Zeke can can pull out the. Yeah. Today. Although I think he's already signed to AEW, so maybe not. We'll have to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, you know, I, and, and you know, uh, somebody else that she recently had a match with uh, was Jaden Newman in the finals of the Scenic City Invitational oh, Tournament. Yes, yes. Yeah. So um, some of her her dive out of, yeah. off the top of the turnbuckle out of the ring onto a chair at the SCI. That was pretty nuts. That yeah. was very nuts. And that wasn't even the finals match. That was, no. uh, yeah, that was like a semifinals match or something. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I, again, there are so many really great names out there. Jaden Newman is another name that I've been pretty high on for, you know, probably a little over a year now, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, and, and truth be told, like, had we signed him a year ago, that would have been great. But I think with where he's come, uh, you know, since he kind of came on my radar, um, you know, he's the type of guy that that to me occupies a similar stratosphere of names like uh, Daniel Garcia and um, uh, uh, Christian Casanova did maybe you know a year and a half ago or so. You know yeah. he's not he's not right he's not there with them now. We'll we'll talk about that in a second. But he's he's definitely on that trajectory. So he's somebody that I would love for us to you know to get uh, in the future as well. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, there's more women's names to come. And uh, I'm looking forward to uh, to, to dropping those uh, every Wednesday night, uh, hopefully by 7:30. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah well, hopefully, hopefully. Uh, yeah. Sometimes no, 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 no Maki Ito card, which is which just bums me out. But you yeah. know, maybe this challenge. I, I, she was just in in Atlantic City this past weekend, which bummed me out. I couldn't go down there to to see that and her beautiful singing performance during the Cardona wedding. I don't know if you saw any of that either. Uh, I, you know, I did not see. It. I mean, I, I, I read about it, but I didn't see. It. Oh yeah, that that was a spectacle that that, uh, <laughs> that wedding there. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Uh, uh, yeah, you know, I, I will say uh, I'm pretty sure. If I'm not mistaken, maybe he'll correct us uh, on this, but I think that Zeke is going to a show that Miyu Yamashita is on. And I don't know if she can even sign because, you know, she's got a contract with Tokyo Joshi Pro and, and, yeah. and, and, you know, their whole thing, I think, with like DDT and Noah and they've got like a, you know, streaming channel and all that jazz. So I don't know if it's even possible uh, for her to be uh, approached. Um, but, uh, but that would be a dream signing for me because Mio is, I mean, she's legitimately like probably one of the best female wrestlers in the world. Um, and I, yeah. the thing I love about her so much is that she brings something incredibly different to the table, you know, with, with kind of um, more of like a, a kickboxing and, and I mean her kicks are just wicked and um, I, you know I'd love like a dream match for me would be like Miyu versus Shuri from from stardom but you know I, I don't know if that'll ever happen because obviously uh, uh, TJP and and stardom are in direct competition with one another so uh, but anyway um you know, speaking of, of of kind of what's going on right now, I mean, just a couple of brief comments to sort of continue the 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 theme of these last few episodes. Uh, I, I thought Raw continued to be a really strong show. Um, you know, there was some really cool stuff on there. Drew McIntyre and Kevin Owens had a had a great match until the, the DQ finish. But the funny thing is, is it's like for once a DQ finish actually didn't disappoint me. You know, it, mm-hmm. it, it just it just made sense. It felt like good booking. It felt like the match was just laid out really well, and 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 I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, you know, I. I, I Sometimes you got to do that. You know? Right, exactly. And when it makes sense, it, you know, it makes sense. Um, Bobby Lashley and AJ Styles had a great match too. So, I, I mean, it, it just, like I said, it, it really does kind of keep getting 
um, you know, I don't want to say better, but it, it keeps, uh, it's definitely kept the momentum up. Um, and, and, and I thought it was a really good show. Um, I think, I think dynamite, you know, punk is back now. Uh, Omega's back now. Uh, I, 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 there's so much exciting stuff going on. I mean, you have Brian Danielson and Daniel Garcia in a two out of three falls match. Uh, Garcia's made, I mean, like if not only did they, not only did they put him over Brian Danielson, but then they, they, you know, they put him in this absolute incredible two out of three falls match which he ended up losing but came out of it looking better you know which yeah. is obviously the hallmark of you know of great talent and when you're in there with brian danielson what what else can you expect we'll, right we'll see now maybe maybe he's a wrestler not a sports that's right now. yeah that was that was also a really cool thing to sprinkle in there and you know is, is are we going to see him in in uh blackpool combat club which is funny because initially he was the guy that they wanted yeah. Um, they, they wanted him and I think it was Jericho that like convinced him, no, 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 you should do this instead. And I think it's worked out incredibly well for him so far and, and to the point that I almost wonder, is it too early for him to, you know, to, to become the wrestler? Um, fair, I, I, fair, I, I, yeah. I don't, I don't necessarily think it is. I think it's okay. Sometimes things can be short. You don't have to draw everything out, you know, right. over a year. Or two. Well, I think now also with Sammy Guevara in the group there too, right. it's like, you know, kind of that spot of like the secondary guy to Jericho's kind of taken maybe a little bit there i don't know yeah yeah Yeah, and 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 I mean, even though I'm sure that he doesn't want to think about this, I mean, there's every likelihood that maybe Danielson will, you know, have to slow it down a little bit. Uh, uh, you know, he's had a couple of injuries already, and 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 you know, he's not getting any younger. And I'd rather see him, you know, wrestle maybe you know twice a month and and do it for another five ten years than I would see him wrestle, you know, two times a week for for, for a year and be done because you know he's putting too much mileage on an already right. you know kind of. Well, that's with AEW, but, you don't have to do that many you know that's <laughs> two true. times a month is usually all you can get in anyway so not, but for not for a while i mean for a while there brian Daniels for a while was he was doing every single here. dynamite and he was wrestling on a lot of rampages as well so he, you know i mean he was he was legitimately wrestling like you know twice a week or in some cases basically twice a night because twice a night you yeah. Know that. yeah yeah um but anyway, uh, uh, I thought, you know, I thought, uh, the stuff that they've been building with punk and Moxley is great. It, it's funny because ah, you, even though he's still getting kind of a baby face reaction, I mean, you can't help but see punk as anything but the heel in this, like Moxley's oh, yeah, yeah. Moxley's promos have been pure baby face. And, and, and the way that he went after hangman page, uh, uh, on Wednesday night, which apparently according to the dirt sheets was not part of the plan. Like he was just supposed to go out there and do the Moxley bit. And he went out there and he, you know, kind of bad mouthed hangman page for, for a hot minute. And I, I guess that there's all these, you know, all the rumors and innuendo and speculation and all the jazz that, that everybody always talks about, uh, is that there might be some legit heat between the two of them. So whatever. Um, we'll see. Well, they're going to face, uh, each other next week. So we'll see what happens there. Yeah. If that's a, you know, if it's a, you know, legit match and who knows, or if it's just, you know, something to set up a stipulation at all, all out. I don't know. Right. We'll see. Right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm looking forward to seeing what they do because I, I can absolutely see, uh, you know, punk winning and and still being champion and, 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 you know, having a a reign for, you know, a few months at least. Uh, but I could also see an eventuality where Moxley wins and, and, and becomes, you know, the, the, the real champion again. Um, especially, you know, by cutting like these heart and soul promos that he's been doing and, and just, you know, and again, just the vibe in general. I mean, the thing is, is it's like, there's no doubt that, that punk, you know, carries himself, uh, in a way and, 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 and has the charisma and the connection with the audience that, I mean, he's a star, but 
man, I mean, when Moxley makes his entrance, it's like, it's a big deal every single time, you know? Yeah. And yeah, you know, Punk gets one of the biggest pops in the history of professional wrestling. Uh, that, there's no doubt about that, you know, when he came back to AEW. But to, 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 to do what Moxley has been doing over the past couple of years consistently is pretty, is pretty great. And, and, then, and then you got a guy like Jericho who is just, if, I mean, well, did, like did he turn Jericho back? And Dan- Jericho and Danielson coming up. That'll be interesting. Yeah. But yeah, yeah. But yeah no. But yeah, he's 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 yeah yeah you're right. He's he's kind of taking good care of himself. He's looking a lot younger. Like yeah, yeah. coming out. Uh, look look at the Lionheart there. <laughs> right, right. So anyway, and of course you got the trios tournament, which uh, I think is going to have uh, some really interesting storylines in it. One of the things you know about Kenny Omega, of course, is that he, he was you know his his arm was kind of all bandaged up and he was wearing a compression shirt. And there's a lot of you know comments saying that like you know it's he, he's working us uh, to get like the injury sympathy or whatever. Um, uh, which is great. You know, he, he clearly, the, it's funny because there was a spot in the match where he went to do like a dive and he, and he slipped and it was clear that it was not an accident. You know what I mean? Like it was clear that like the slip was, was on purpose. Um, I don't know if it was supposed to be clear, but you could kind of tell that it's like, okay, he meant to do that. That's not, that's not ring rust, you know, but anyway. Um, so yeah, I, 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 I only saw bits and pieces because I I think I let you know, my, uh, DVR got full and I, it, the show did not record. So I've been kind of watching highlights and things like that, (laughs) which is not the way I like to watch things, but he seems like he's a face, but, Still came out with Don Callis. That kind of yeah. There. I didn't know how to, how to take that. So. You know, it's weird because I, I'm still wondering how Hangman Page fits into all of this because yeah. they've done too much work with him in the Bucks, and there's been too you know too many teases and, and kind of offhand comments about the Kenny Omega stuff and the way that he and Kenny left things after their match where Hangman won the title. There's there I, I just feel like there's a missing piece, and once that comes into play, then we'll get a better feel for what it's going to be, you know? Uh, and I just, I, I doubt that by, you know, turning the Bucks face, I can't imagine that being, uh, like a temporary thing. Like, I feel like that's something they yeah. got to run with. They got to run with for a little while. Um, otherwise it would have been, you know, kind of reckless to just turn them face for what, you know, right. we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. We'll see um, yeah, anyway, so exciting stuff. There's yeah, there's plenty of great wrestling out there. Uh, we you know we only scratch the surface, not just with WWE and and with uh, AEW, but of course all the great indie stuff that's going on uh, across the country, and uh, not to mention of course the G1 climax. Uh, oh yeah, probably nice. the, the G1 that I have followed the least, unfortunately, uh, over the past like decade. Um, but uh, Kazuchika Okada is a four time G1 winner now, uh, which you know punches his ticket and and and. And you know sets up a match with uh, with Jay White presumably um, for the IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Uh, I'll never get used to saying it that way. But anyway, um, uh, there were some great matches along the way. I mean, Osprey and Shingo Takagi, Osprey and and Tetsuya Naito, uh, David Finley had an incredible run in the tournament. Just I mean, absolutely, you know, great performance. He he absolutely stepped up to the next level. He was a guy who, when he was kind of a young lion, he and Jay White were kind of supposed to be on that you know on similar levels, right? Similar speeds. And then it became clear at some point that Jay White 
took it up a notch. And then they got into a feud and Jay White pretty much just mopped the floor with him. And, you know, you, you kind of were sort of like, okay, you know, where, where's Dave Finley going to fit in? And I feel like this G1 was kind of his coming out as a, as a singles performer. And he's really finally started to reach that next level. So um, awesome for him. Um, and, you know, and obviously you had other guys in there like Zack Sabre Jr. And, and, and of course, uh, uh, Tomohiro Ishii. I mean, it just a, a stacked, a stacked uh, roster. It was a little weird the way they did it because they had four blocks instead of the normal two. And they, there were definitely some, some oddities throughout the tournament. But uh, yeah. uh, I don't, I don't know. Like, what was it, like one match per block per night? And then the last night was two matches per block was the big thing. It was kind of an interesting format for sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think it, it, in a way... It, it, in a way, it might have given some of the wrestlers a little extra gas in the tank, yeah. but I didn't necessarily notice a huge difference in match quality. Okay. Um, it wasn't like, you know, oh, wow, you know, hey, they got they got an extra night's rest and this match was a banger. And if they hadn't, it wouldn't, you know, it would have sucked. It's like the fact of the matter is, is most of those guys are just you. That's what they do, you know, especially yeah. this time of year. Yeah. It's like they're they're ready to run hard. Um, so, I, yeah, it was a little different. And, 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 and I got the feeling that it was a little weird. But based off of what I did see or what I did read about, uh, it was, you know, there was still plenty of, of awesome offerings. So if that's your thing, I uh, certainly, you know, I, I would say go check it out. Um, and then, of course, you've also got the five-star Grand Prix uh, in stardom, which is going on right now, which I have paid very little attention to, unfortunately. Um, but uh, always always a fun tournament and and, and a huge how, how does that one work? I'm, I'm not familiar it, with that. It's basically like the G1. It's a, it's a round robin. Um, okay. and, uh, and, you know, it's different from their... Um, Princess of Stardom uh, tournament. Um, and uh, it's... Um, yeah, I mean, it lasts a lot longer. Um, it goes from July thirty first, October first this year. So I mean, it's it's oh, wow. kind of yeah, it's a long for, it's a, it's a long haul. But the the cool thing is is that you know they have um, uh, uh, qualifier. Uh, tournaments um and then and then of course you know the final tournament uh it's going to be huge uh this year uh unfortunately thecla was going to be in the tournament uh but she was injured so she's not going to be able to be in it um this year which is which is too bad because i feel like uh they had done some really really cool stuff um with uh donna del mondo and especially with her relationship with julia that i think you know was setting her up to to kind of take a bump up um to the to the next level um herself you know and, and maybe even look at like a uh, um, wonder of stardom uh, title, which is sort of like the secondary title. But uh, yeah, anyway, uh, uh, obviously, like I said, lots of great wrestling, lots of great stuff out there. And, and uh, all you have to do is, is know where to find it. You know, if you're, if you're watching on TV, if you're watching stateside stuff, if you're streaming stuff on IWTV or you're picking up, you know, stardom world or new Japan pro wrestling world, you know, whatever um, there's, there's always uh, some really, 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 really cool stuff uh, to be found these days, which I think is great. Cause you know, I feel like that. I feel like we definitely had a bit of a, a lull due to the pandemic. You know, there was just not a lot of stuff happening. Some of the stuff that was happening wasn't necessarily that great, and 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 you know, it took a while to really get things fired up on uh, on full tilt again across the board. You know, AEW was really strong there for a while, but now, uh, yeah, I think we're in a, we're we're in a good place for wrestling across the board, which is great. And Absolutely. I'm just excited that WWE is cool again. So right. Uh, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Speaking of cool again, uh, we both have been endeavoring to try to roll out some cards, uh, or, or at the very least, get some results, uh, some some current results called together, so that we can uh, share us what's happening in our feds. Um, you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be a rundown of everything. Of course, it's going on, but but if we want to put a spotlight on one of them, uh, whatnot, and just kind of share results, uh, we didn't get a chance. Last week, we we really wanted to talk to Mike actually about. Um, is Centrofed, but we didn't get a chance to really do that as much as as, as I would have liked to. So, uh, so Todd, lead us, man. What uh, what's going on over in your corner of the universe? Well, I'll talk about my Centrofed then. How about that? <laughs> Sounds so, good to me. So there we go. So uh, just I'm uh, wrapping up right now, twenty one seventeen. Um, so kind of my structure of my year. I have uh, kind of four big cards throughout the year the primus carnage which is a big kind of special matches type uh show oh sorry yeah, the, sorry five actually central supercard to start off the year primus carnage which is the hardcore one team supreme which is kind of like a survivor series type deal battle of the central which is kind of like a on you know large tournament and kind of finishes with that one and uh then i finish off the year with uh final conflict which is a two-night affair uh so i figure i'll kind of walk through night one and kind of set up night two uh so night one started off with uh one of my favorite matches that i've developed uh called the Triple Threat Tag Team Turmoil match. Yes, that's five Ooh, T's right. in one title there. Uh, so that one, so it's it's three teams start uh, in a triple threat tag team match. Uh, once a team is eliminated, another team comes out. So it's kind of like your tag team gauntlet, but it's a triple threat. So, you know, it's kind of on, you know, ongoing. So sometimes some, some teams can last a little longer if they don't get as much damage in a certain fall or whatnot. And actually that was definitely the case this time. Uh, the, uh, uh, Ravager resolve, uh, team, uh, um, definitely lasted quite a while. They were one of the first three teams in there and they made it to the last three teams in, in, wow. the, in the whole thing, which is pretty, pretty impressive. And there was 10 teams in this tag team turmoil match. So they, they did pretty good. Uh, but in the end, it was down to the last two teams uh, that came into the, the mat, into the match, which often it does in these type of things, um, <laughs> which was the shock troops and uh, fraternity and uh, fraternity was able to win that match. Um, they, they are former tag champs. So they kind of want a, a top contendership uh, opportunity for the tag team titles for night two. Um, second match we had, uh, was a, uh, grudge match. So I had this one, did have a couple grudge matches in here. Uh, it was the minister of war taking on malice in a chain match. Now minister of war, uh, this year has been gone quite a run. He won the team Supreme, uh, survivors battle Royal. And he also wound up winning the battle of Centra. So like he's kind of been oh, wow. winning everything, but has not challenged for the title because the title's been held by the Prime Colonizer for a good portion of the year, and then uh, <laughs> Colby's been trying to keep them apart. But uh, Minister of War, um, you know, kind of like was holding off to his title match for night two, uh, and then just to kind of keep things at an even pace, there did have this match against Malice, which he did win. So uh, Minister of War going in on a, continuing his big run. Uh, going tonight to a final conflict. Wow, very cool. 
Um, I had another grudge match here. It's a tag team match. Um, Incognito, which is um, a revolver and saboteur taking on Out of Time, which is um, Oracle and um, oh shoot, what's his name? The uh, this big new guy, Calamity. Calamity. Sorry, I don't have all my cards in front of me. Uh, I don't know how the, the cool tag team uh, chart like Tom has at the back of his book. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> we got to get that in all the books going forward. I yeah, think. right. Uh, so this one coming in, um, uh, Saboteur is the Primus Carnage champion and has been kind of feuding with Oracle and um, Calamity uh, for a bit there. Um, but uh, they kind of have this big tag team grudge match, uh, Titan Death match, and in the end, uh, Calamity was able to pin Saboteur, uh, in that one, winning it for his team. So then just kind of a grudge match, no titles on the line in this one, but uh, definitely a shot maybe in the future for Calamity, uh, to get a shot there. Uh, match four was our hardcore battle royal, so a lot of big uh, guys into this. So the winner of this was going to challenge for the Primus Carnage title on night two, and the winner of that last eliminating Paganax was Mr. Sentra. Oh, Mr. Sentra has been trying to get his hands on the title, has not had any luck yet in his whole career. Actually, no, I think he won, he maybe won a title for one night, uh, and then lost it the next night, if I'm not mistaken, there uh, earlier, you know, the, the big title. But wow. he's going to try to go for this Primus Carnage title right now, which maybe doesn't benefit him too much if he does wind up winning it because you know there the, there's the the no dq matches he'll be in and that's one of his big things is he likes to get dq'd a lot right so right he's gonna have to earn you know retaining that title in the future right? i think if, if he winds up winning it he's, he's challenging for it uh so <laughs> uh next one up we have our uh the semi-main event was a tag team title match uh so supernova explosion that's uh lance atlas and uh star slayer taking on the gladiator team uh supernova explosion where the champions going in this one came down to a, a double dq oh wow uh, no winner in this one this big uh big brawl everywhere no winner Right on. Uh, so kind of going into night two there, uh, a little bit of question mark uh, what we want to do there. Uh, and then the main event of night one was Prime Colonizer uh, defending against uh, his uh, man who won the belt from uh, before. They had a little bit of an exchange there uh, in between, but uh, he did retain over evolution. Uh, so Prime Colonizer okay. still champion going in uh, to the final uh, event of the year. So, the night two uh, lineup, I set up like this. Um, uh, I have a five-way match just to, uh, to open things up. I call the Haas battle. It's uh, <laughs> we got Paragon, Malice, Calamity, Agony, and Revolver all in there. You got to be over two hundred fifty about two hundred fifty pounds for that one there. Wow. Uh, so we got that that one to kind of kick things off. We got uh, a couple of. Um, uh, team battles in here. We got uh, the um, we have evolution with uh, Adam and Anti Adam and Doomsayer. They're teaming up with here, um, and uh, they uh, will be taking on uh, Dark Justice, Prince of the Rose, Mayhem Unleashed, and Splatter. So a little bit of a uh, um, you know Colby uh, two tag teams from Colby's team together there. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Uh, and then we have uh, Aegis's team, Aegis Warfare, Conduit, and Ze- uh, Zelos against uh, Murdoch, Oppressor, Tech, and Char. So a big uh, elimination match. Big that that feud is always ongoing. There's always those teams are always going at it one one way or another. <laughs> um, do you have the Primus Carnage title match? It's Saboteur versus Mister Sentra. Uh, we have a big, huge grudge match here. Paganax taking on Ventros. In the lava pits. Oh, nice. So that'll be good. Uh, Tag team tiles. The decision was made that, uh, well, fraternity will challenge supernova explosion. The gladiators will also get another shot. So it will be a triple threat tag team match. Uh, No disqualifications in that one. So we don't have to worry about any, uh, any weird finish there. <laughs> and uh, and then the main event uh, for the, the, the night two is going to be the prime colonizer against Minister of War. They've been putting off this match for a while. Colby's been trying to keep them away from each other, but it's not going to happen anymore. These two guys will face for the big belt in the main event. That's awesome. That's awesome. I mean, so I love, uh, you know, just to speak to Minister of War and, and kind of his ascent and his, you know, his, his war path, if you will. Yeah. Uh, I, I think that uh, for me, I know I had a similar experience uh, in 2115. It, it, he just wouldn't lose. You know, he just yeah. he, he went on a big tear and, you know, was 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 the only kind of legitimate threat there for a minute to to chaos. And I kept them apart for a while, uh, even though I think it was easier to justify Minister of War versus Chaos than it might have been for Minister of War versus Prime Colonizer in 2115. Uh, mm-hmm. I, you know, I just tried to keep them apart uh, as, as, as long as I could. Uh, anyway, um, that's awesome. I, I, lo- I think the only loss he has this year, if I'm, I'm kind of looking through things, the only one he did lose to Evolution at one point. I don't think he's lost to anybody else kind of going he, throughout the whole year. You know, it's funny because not having used um, uh, 2116 yet, I mean, I'm so far behind, but not having used 2116 yet, I'd be interested to see how Evolution's uh, upgrade, you know, uh, does against Minister of War because his, you know, his first card, like Minister of War, just punished him. I kind of did like the trials of Evolution and I put Evolution in all these big matches because he kept winning and winning and winning and winning to the point that like at one point he was number one contender, but one of the guys he hadn't faced was Minister of War and Minister of War, you know, and he uh, obviously had reasons to, to step into the ring together and uh, uh, and when they had you know their first match I mean it was a bloodbath and 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 I, I think like evolution ended up having like seven tokens um, or something on him so it was I mean it was oh, an wow. intense intense match but um, I love I you know I've always loved two night events like that uh, I, I remember I used that um, to kick off uh, twenty one twelve. Um, uh, you know, after the return from from Sintra and everything, I used a big. Uh, no, actually, it was three nights. It was I used a three night event uh, oh, wow. for the comeback uh, on Demos, and 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 I just had so much fun with like the multi night stuff. When you've got like kind of that almost instant gratification, you know, of like lead, you know, you, things that lead right into the next thing to the next thing, and it's not, you know, it's not like one of those things. Even if it's only intellectual, it's not one of those things where it's like, you know, oh, you know, the the payoffs coming a week or two or a month down the line because a lot of times with those big cards like that I would endeavor to just roll them all out like in one epic session um, yeah. you know uh, back when I had the luxury of free time but anyway I've always enjoyed uh, multi-night cards a lot so I, I, I think it's cool I, I well, well I hope next week uh, I'll be able to give an update on all the results uh, from night two then uh, I'll definitely try to roll I'll definitely roll it out before next week for sure nice nice very very nice um 
Yeah. So, you know, in the interest of time, uh, I'll just talk uh, briefly about my uh, my pioneer martial arts wrestling uh, promotion that uh, I, I talked about a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. Ago. That sounded really cool. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I've been having uh, a lot of fun, like I said, rolling that out. And, and that very first card um, that I rolled was uh, the uh, the Grand Prix um, and uh, or night one, rather, of the Grand Prix. Uh, and, and, and after, you know, kind of that first uh, uh, night, I can tell you that, you know, Inoki looked like the favorite, um, but Thez was definitely going to give him, uh, you know, a run for his money, uh, you know, because Thez went out and beat Erslinger in 52 seconds. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, it was basically, you know, it was, it was like he just, you know, he had a few moves and then hit the Thez press and, and it was and it was all over. Um I really enjoyed using like the rounds system that I was using because I having kind of like that finite amount of time. Um, and I, and I time, I usually put a time limit on my matches anyway. Um, but because, you know, obviously rounds are a lot shorter than, you know, 15, 20, 30 minutes, however long, uh, of a time limit I put on, uh, you know, every once in a while I'll do a 60 minute for, for like the big belt. But, uh, uh, it was, it was cool. It just, it made the, the action, you know, feel a little bit more heated just, you know, in my imagination, um, and, and I was surprised too, at the number of matches that ended, uh, in finishers. Um, you know, that's not always the case. Um, but, but in, in, in this instance, uh, you know, most of the matches, uh, ended, um, you know, with a, with a finisher. Um, and, and I did have one count out, uh, which I think I, I or no, excuse me, I had two count outs, uh, which was a little weird. Um, and I know I, I think I mentioned one of them uh, last time around because Mad Dog Vashon, um, being kind of the wild card, if you will, in the fed, uh, he ended up getting defeated by Hackenschmidt uh, via countout, and of course, I'm using the uh, the vintage charts uh, with this. So I, I just love the the opportunities uh, and the descriptions on the charts too. You know, even though I kind of usually would tend to go my own way, I wouldn't always follow the description on the charts, you know, to to the letter. Uh, being it's the, the first time I'm using it, and just kind of like getting this promotion going, it was really a lot of fun to see uh, how how much variety there is in the charts and. And, and how many opportunities there are for, I think, really interesting things to happen that can not only dictate the, the flow of the match and the way that it's being rolled out, but also just the, the creativity, the, the creative flow and the, the, the imaginative effect of the game uh, on the player. Uh, it really kind of put things in a completely different realm, you know? And, and part of that, obviously, is because I'm used to the, the, the regular charts, right? You know, I've seen those results a million times. I, I, I tend to, like I said, not really go by the letter of what's on the card and just make up my own thing. But using these vintage charts, you know, kind of for the first few times, um, I just enjoyed the effect that they had on, on the storylines that were occurring and, 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 you know, the attitudes of the wrestlers and it worked perfectly because mad dog came off like a total mad dog and Hackenschmidt came off like a guy who wasn't going to take any of his crap, you know, and eventually things <laughs> went outside and, and mad dog was the one that paid the price for it. Um, which I thought was kind of, you know, was kind of cool, kind of fitting. And of course, I mean, I expected Hackenschmidt to probably go far into the tournament. I didn't think, you know, mad dog was necessarily going to unseat him, but, uh, at the same time, you know, I didn't know. I, I didn't know what would happen. Um, the other match that ended in a countout was my main event, which was Danny Hodge taking on Dan Severn. And, and it was weird because, again, oh, wow. one of the things that the charts did for me is going into the match, I did not have a clear picture in my head of of like the character I was going to use for Dan Severn in particular. But even with Danny Hodge, like I, I kind of felt like I could go either way. I could go for like kind of this grizzled shooter who might kind of, you know, 
ride the line between face and heel or something. Uh, I could go for the pure baby face. I could, you know, I mean, there, there, there were different directions in my head that I was thinking about going. And with Severn, I just didn't have a picture at all. And through the course of this match alone, uh, because of some of the chart roles, it, it, it easily dictated to me that Dan Severn is a heel. He, he's a, he's a, just a, <laughs> <laughs> bastard, you know, and it was great. And, and it made Danny Hodge, of course, come off as, as, as the baby face. And he ended up winning the match via count out, um, which was, you know, I, I, I kind of wish that it had maybe gone another way, but at the same time, I think it opens the door now, um, for, you know, for a rematch down the road. Oh, and, absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. and, and, and I mean, certainly Severn's going to carry a big chip on his shoulder about this, which is going to make him even more of a jerk. Um, but yeah, I mean that was just kind of the way that I kicked things off. Uh, uh, the wrestlers that I that I used uh, in the tournament were Antonio Inoki, Mike Rotunda, Luthez, Henry Erslinger, uh, Frank Gotch, Don Curtis, Great Gamma, uh, George Tragos, George Hackenschmidt, Mad Dog Vachon, Iron Sheik, Billy Wicks, Dick Hutton, Bob Roop, and then Dan Severn and Danny Hodge. Um, there weren't a lot of surprises, honestly. Um, just because I felt like most of the matches went the way that that I thought they would go based off of maybe stats. Um, Dick Hutton and you know Bob Roop had a really good match, and Hutton ended up winning, which I think is you know is, is kind of what you would expect. Um, yeah. um, Inoki beat Rotunda. Uh, Thez, obviously, as I mentioned earlier, beat Urslinger. Uh, Gotch uh, took out uh, Don Curtis. Um, yeah. It was you know it's funny because early on in the match, Curtis was actually uh, performing really well, uh, but then Gotch came back and, and never you know and it, it just never looked back and ended up winning with the toehold a uh, great gamma uh beat george tragos um pretty you know it, it, I, I wouldn't say uh it was easy because again tragos early on in the match just to, by virtue of his agility uh um was able to kind of take the advantage for a minute but it, it just you know again it just couldn't last and, and gamma's power ended up kind of winning out um and then Iron Sheik versus Billy Wicks. I was kind of going into the match. I, 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 I was expecting a little bit more from it. And it started off, you know, really great with like Wicks kind of coming on strong and then, you know, Sheik kind of taking back over and then Wicks, you know, coming back. But then in the end, it was like almost out of nowhere, you know, Iron Sheik comes back, gets the camel rider and it's over. Um, it was, it, yeah, it was not, uh, I don't know. It, it was not necessarily what I expected, but again, a chart roll came into play there too, because uh, I think they, they spilled to the outside and there's like that one chart roll where you've got, you know, they tumble to the outside, see who lands on, on top or something like that. Oh yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, you know, and Sheik ended up coming out on top, even though he had been on the defense right you know prior to that. So uh, it was also kind of cool. It gave me an opportunity to, you know, to, to have the fans sort of boo the Sheik and, and, and get a little, you know, sympathy for, for Wicks uh, in spite of the loss. So, um, yeah, it was you know it was a good opening card, and I'm looking forward to getting a chance to to play out uh, uh, the rest of it. Um, so that was just the opening round of the of the tournament. That yeah, you that was so just far? that was yeah. just the opening round of the tournament so far. Um, and uh, definitely want to do some more work. And there's a lot of other guys that are on the roster that I that I decided you know purposely not to bring in yet. Some big names, obviously, they left off like Kurt Angle and Ken Shamrock, um, um, and 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 you know others. So uh, it'll be fun once I kind of can get everybody in the mix. But I wanted to. You you know, I didn't want to try to do a huge tournament right off the bat. I didn't want to try and bring in everybody on the roster. I wanted to keep it a little smaller uh, just for the opportunity, I think, to, you know, to, to, to have a roster that doesn't feel too bloated and also hopefully keep some guys, you know, fresh for the future and, you know, allow guys to maybe establish some dominance before they really have to face a big test, um, like a, like a Kurt Angle or a Ken Shamrock. And in a fed where I'm not using like, you know, jobbers, quite frankly, it, that, 
is a little more difficult, uh, you, you know, because one of the things that uh, was easy to do, like in my Legends Fed with Bob Backlund, the minute, uh, um, you know, Backlund ended up losing a match um, to, to Harley Race, uh, I was able to kind of, you know, reset him just by going and having him tear through, you know, some enhancement talent again until, you know, he had a few more wins under his belt. And then he started, you know, beating some mid-carters too, and it put him in a good position again, whereas I felt like after Race beat him, I didn't want him to just like immediately... Uh, uh, you know, jump back in there. And he was still involved in like some main event stuff through tag team things, but you know, he'd also get these featured spots with, with the enhancement talent. So he was getting wins to keep him strong. And without having, uh, you know, something like that in this fed, um, I think it's going to be, I don't know, it'll be a little bit more difficult maybe to build up some of those streaks. We'll see what happens. Yeah. Well, I think, I think you've definitely inspired me. Uh, you know, I don't play a lot of legends outside of like, you know, Galacticon tournaments and stuff like that. Maybe occasionally <laughs> get in the new set there. I think I'm at least going to play out a, 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 you know, pioneer wrestling type tournament, uh, a big, you know, get get all those kind of old school wrestling guys. I'm going to definitely have to do that. You definitely inspired me to do that. I love the vintage chart. So any more right? reason to use that, I think is a good thing. Sure. It, you know, and the thing is, is it, it ended up being easier than I expected to put the roster together because all I did is I went back and anybody who had an amateur wrestling background, and basically yeah. at any level, it didn't necessarily have to be like they had this amazing collegiate record they were in. And then I went one step beyond that and I was like, okay, you know, who who were the shooters, you know, who were the hookers yeah. and, you know, and, and, and then bringing in like the Billy Wicks and the Luthes and stuff like that. It's like, okay, of course I'm going to bring those guys in. So, yeah. um, you know, and, and, and I'll have to evaluate the roster at some point. Maybe there'll be, you know, some other folks that I might've missed out on or some other people that I can kind of make the excuse to bring in, you know, sure, and, sure. just, you know, just do it for fun. Uh, but yeah, I wanted it to feel kind of shoot style without, without, going overboard with it you know like I, I mentioned i think on last week's episode or two weeks ago i you know i even thought about like if, if there was a way to adapt some of the old mma rules from the cpc pow stuff uh uh and, and not have to change the cards at all and there there wasn't and and i and, and and i realized that that wasn't really what i wanted anyway you know it's like if i yeah. wanted to do that i would just go you know run a pow you know, fed and maybe create some guys or whatever. So anyway, um, yeah, uh, it's exciting and it it was just something different to do. I'd never done anything like it before. And, uh, yeah, I, I think those vintage charts are awesome and I hope everybody, everybody that has them in their hands has had a chance to use them a couple of times because they're a lot of fun. The one thing I'm thinking of though is, um, I have to make sure I actually have everything. Uh, because I don't know if I've kept a copy for myself. I'm going to have to ask Mike to send me some stuff. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure if I've kept everything for all the legends and stuff to be quite honest because I haven't been keeping up with that. Obviously, any of the champion stuff, I've been keeping that and I think a good portion of the indie stuff. But yeah, I, I might have to go through and eventually see what I actually do have and I might have to have Mike send me something. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. Well, there you have it. That's what happens when the tournament master gets rid of the supplies. He doesn't That's need to right. keep anything for himself. You know, speaking of which, Todd, I'll, I'll go ahead and ask this question. I, I, I know sometimes, you know, that the, the podcast, if not outright, uh, uh, you know, certainly there's been some hinting that that sometimes we don't necessarily like ask the hard questions or answer the hard questions, you know, like about mm-hmm. the website or about, uh, you know, other stuff or whatever. Uh, but here's a question that got asked. And and I think people are genuinely interested interested in this, which almost kind of surprised me. Uh, but you know, what was the impetus for you no longer uh, handling any of the shipping of uh, the Phil Singer Games materials? I think the big thing for me was just the um, amount of time with doing that, um, and also just you know getting it to yeah, just. Uh, 
uh, you know, the amount of time being spent just kind of packing everything together, getting it to the post office, also you know trying to get certain things you have to do during post office hours, which right. is sometimes tough for me to do uh, on a timely basis. You know, with my regular job, yeah, I switched jobs about a year or so ago. I taken out took on a bigger role there, um, so it's it's definitely been more difficult there. Um, yeah, you know, as I mentioned before, I'm a you know Cub Scout leader. I was before my son moved up. Uh, I'm actually so this weekend. I'm actually leaving tomorrow morning at the uh, at six o'clock in the morning. I got to leave to go man. to this. Yeah, it's I'm uh, not looking forward to that. Uh, I got to go. I'm leaving to go do like an all weekend training. Uh, this thing called Wood Badge, which is like an advanced leader training uh, for scouts. So like it's something that I'm you know interested in and just kind of knowing. The troop where my son's going to is going to need some help, and and there's definitely more of a time involvement with that as well. It's not as easy, you know, yeah. You know, with the Cubs, it's maybe a little more mentally, physically, or physically draining in some way dealing with the little kids there. But you're not sure. dealing with them as often versus, uh, you know, the older scouts. They meet every week. They camp out every month. Not that I'm going camping every month. I can tell you that much right now. <laughs> but uh, the goes some, but just you know, leaving myself open for that. Plus, you know, we've taken on a lot more things since. You know, the last couple of years with doing the, the, the podcast here every week, um, there's some other things that we've been talking about wanting to do. And it's like I haven't been able to do it while doing all the fulfillment. So just kind of just leaving myself open to be able to do some other things, whether it's, you know, you know my day job, you know, making sure I'm staying on top of that and making sure my, my work hours are my work hours there doing some of the other things for Philistine games, doing some of the stuff for scouts and Hey, you know, having some time for myself too, you know, maybe right. you know, actually oh, yeah. roll through some things out, you know, watch a show here or there or something like that. Uh, just having some time for myself and, and, and my family too. Just, yeah, just is one of those big things that I knew was a big, a big time suck. And it's like, okay, if there's a way to kind of pass that along, it would allow me to kind of do some of these other things and, you know, be able to, yeah, be able to do all, all that. So that, that's well, it more than anything. I think, you know, I think, yeah, when when you realize something's got to give and you look around and, you know, the things that, you, you, you know, are, are, are potentially on like that, that dartboard uh, include anything that has to do with your family or, you, you know, your, your your day job, your work, then the, the answer is kind of easy, right? So yeah. um, I, I totally get that. And I'm just grateful that, of course, it hasn't affected any other involvement, you know, with, with the, the game and your duties and everything that you do so well. And, um, you know, there's no doubt that uh, I think uh, if we all could, we'd give you a big pat on the back uh, just for everything <laughs> that you've done um, and, and continue to do. So uh, I, I think uh, it makes a lot of sense. And I didn't mean to imply that that was like a hard question, you know, or, or yeah, like I, that, I kind but, of addressed it a little bit, but maybe not as in depth. But yeah, I mean, it, it's something I've been talking about wanting to do for a little while. And it's kind right. of like, hey, you know, like it was, you know, it, it was time to do it. And, and then also, you know, just, yeah, just we I have all the inventory in my had a lot of the inventory in my garage and and then you know, we did some renovating in the house and suddenly we lost a lot of storage room in the rest of our house. So, you know, we needed some of that there too. So that was another <laughs> additional thing on top of it too. But well, really yeah, I mean with your AEW ring and your Star Wars Cantina and everything else taking up space. So I mean, right. again, yeah, something had gotta, to go. So something had to give, you know. So like <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that's 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 yeah, that's that's in my office. Well, that, that's the other thing. Also, a lot of stuff out of the office there. So I'm looking forward to kind of with a lot of the, the Cub Scout stuff out and a lot of the game stuff out. I'm looking forward to kind of renovating my office once I have some time. I've just been been busy yeah. <laughs> like by my week i haven't had many weekend days available here like uh even weekends where i thought i was gonna be here all weekend i wound up you know being elsewhere like last weekend I've, i wound up in uh you know i wound up in brooklyn and queens uh over the weekend <laughs> i was not expecting that but i went to brooklyn we went i went took my daughter to go see uh the stranger things experience and then oh nice Sunday morning, my friend called me up and said, like, hey, I have two extra tickets to the Mets game at City Field. I'm like, yeah. all right, well, this is my chance to go. And Wait, then, what What day was that? It was Sunday. Oh, Sunday. okay, okay, it, okay. Yeah, because my uh, my buddy uh, PJ was there, uh, as, as he called it, going into enemy territory. He uh, um, he saw the, the Phillies and, and the Mets at City Field. So uh, Yeah, that's, I saw the last game of that series. There. Oh, okay, yeah, then he, maybe you guys were there on the same night. Well, it was a day time. game I went to on Sunday, but okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I don't know. Time ha- it, it might have been it might have been a day game. I can't remember. I, all I know is he sent a picture and said that he was going into the enemy territory. Uh, but because yeah. uh, he's he's a Phillies fan, obviously being from Scranton, and, and the the Mets whooped them. Maybe not as bad as they whooped the Cubs when we went to to that game uh, at Wrigley, yeah. but you know, that's all right. <laughs> pretty close. At this point, everybody's whooped the Cubs. The funny thing is, is like most of the Cubs series these days, you know, it's like they'll they'll win a game, maybe even split the series or something like that, and. and, and but at one point they'll drop a game like by like 10 to one, you know, yeah. 12 to three. And it's just sort of like, guys, like you, you, you win in some games, but when you lose, you lose spectacularly. Yes. Like, <laughs> uh, anyway, um, well, you know, speaking of all this inventory and those vintage charts, uh, uh, I, I meant to do that segue earlier when it would have been less awkward. Uh, but speaking of the vintage charts and needing to get those into your hands, we, of course, spoke with uh, one of the masterminds. Uh, you're welcome, Chad. Behind those uh, vintage charts uh, and, of course, all of our wonderful legends releases. Uh, Chad Olson was in Chicago at Galacticon, which was awesome. So I got to conduct uh, that interview in person, which was which was great, you know, because awesome. most of the time I'm like just talking to him on the screen or whatever. Um, and we chatted, of course, about the, the latest uh, legend set, the Trego Synthes Hall of Fame set three. And uh, we also were able to talk about the Impact Pro Wrestling set as well, which Chad had a huge hand in, of course, being that he is directly involved with the operations of Impact Pro Wrestling. Um, and it was awesome. It was a lot of fun. And it was, you know, uh, again, it was awesome to to meet him in person, to get to spend some time with him one on one, and 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 of course in the larger group settings, and then the following weekend in Waterloo as well. Um, just uh, a great great guy, a wonderful asset to the game, um, and you know always uh, a pleasure to chat with when we're talking about the game as well. So next up, we want to talk legends, and we maybe maybe we'll even spin a little indies into it too, because uh, we've got some IPW stuff to talk about. So we're going to bring Chad Olson up to uh, the table. Join us, uh, uh, Mr. Olson here, um, the older Mr. Olson. Do you want to get rid of that? Uh, I do want to get rid of this. Sorry, I have a, I have a plate of food, everybody. Look at that. Chad's going to bust, yeah, bust the table. He does for everything. He is so multi-talented. You should know. And Jared's helping out. That's what it takes. It takes a village to take care of my garbage, apparently. Uh, <laughs> Chad's been a rock star. He's provided the projector for the room. He's been helping us coordinate all the sound and, 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 and get rid of that, that wicked echo earlier. Uh, and, uh, uh, of course... We're here to talk about some legends. Yep. Going to talk about uh, a little bit of IPW. Um, so uncharted territory so, uh, T-shirts. That's right, of course, where you can get them over at the TKO store. That is T E E K O store dot com. 
Thank you, Tim Dalton, um, for making sure that that sticks in my brain week <laughs> in and week out. Uh, uh, but uh, uh, let's kick things off here. We have Traegers has set number uh, three now available to us. Some amazing names. I think, uh, uh, should, we, should we go ahead and just... Spoil the exclusive name for anybody that might not know, which I think is impossible oh, it, if they've been on the boards. It's pretty much known. It's yeah. pretty much known. But for anyone uh, attending virtually, virtually that is unaware, uh, we can now tell you that the the name that was kept hidden from everyone is none other than the father of New Japan Pro Wrestling, Antonio Inoki. Um, Yep. With uh, some awesome stats, uh, trying to, trying to, uh, let's talk about the. Let's talk. Uh, Todd's going to get the artwork here for everybody who hasn't seen it yet. But uh, let's talk about Trigo Synthes set three. Um, do you have? I know this is probably asking, like asking your favorite child. Do you have a favorite card? Boy, that's tough. Yeah. That. Um, I mean, you know, people like last night we were talking, and this morning. You know, leading up to it all over, it's like, who's the headliner? I think it depends. I mean, yeah. it, I mean, you could have, I think you could say Sergeant Slaughter, Ken Shamrock, Mark Henry, or definitely Anoki. All of them could be headliners. Absolutely. You know? I guess the one I'm most excited about, uh, just having, like, you know, he was on when I started watching with Sergeant Slaughter in the AWA. You know? So that's, but... You know, we like to do a lot of honorable mentions on our podcast. <laughs> so I would say everyone else in the set is an honorable mention. Everybody get a drink. Yeah. <laughs> yeah drink. I'll buy that round tonight. I think I did last night. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I, I think you're right, though. I think that this set, you know, it really is kind of filled with names that a lot of people have wanted or, mm-hmm. you know, can, can really fill great spots on your card. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I mean, you know, Dan Spivey even, mm-hmm. you know, is, is, is a great name for that. Penny Banner is somebody that... To have in color, you know, I've used her black and white card in my in my color fed, if you will, right. uh, since you know since uh, its inception. Um, and but that's allowed, how, right? Exactly, it's completely allowed to put black and white and color together. It's okay. Mix and match all you want. Um, uh, uh, and so I was excited to see her in the set. Um, uh, you know, and and I think that um, obviously, you know, a name like Mark Henry is another name that you know people could easily look at as being like a headliner Absolutely. just for having that. I think a, a little bit more name recognition to a casual fan, perhaps right now, mm-hmm. uh, than than some others but um I, yeah i just think it's I, I think it's an awesome set and i think being able to have you know slaughter and shamrock and kernodal and and and, and Oki and you know uh, all these names put together under one banner and continuing that relationship of course with tragos and that is pretty cool Absolutely. um was there a card that that you guys found maybe the most difficult to work on that posed the biggest challenge um well we on today's episode of uncharted territory we go in depth about the whole creative process but i would say off the top of my head and honestly, I wasn't involved with this set as usual because I was doing the IPW set with, with Zeke and, you know, we had your help, Sam. Um, I would say Mark Henry, we, we really, his pin rating, uh, you know, people have been <laughs> like, oh, you had a pin rating 5-2. I mean, we had anything from 7-4 to 5-2. It really ran the gamut because Mark Henry was kind of hard because he's a guy, he's a guy who suffers from there not being territories. Because if they're territories, he'd be going around and be on top everywhere. But, you know, because you can't always be on top of the WWE unless you're John Cena, you know, he kind of bounced around and did some maybe screwball things, but he's also like the World Heavyweight Champion, you know, and, and on top. So he was difficult, but he, he's number two. Number one is absolutely Anoki. Mm. Because we, we knew the black and white card wasn't tough enough, but Tim and Mike spent... Literal hours 
um, play testing him and loading him into uh, Champions Online and, and running all that through and um, you know monkeying around, moving around finisher ratings and stuff and and pin ratings. So I, I feel like we really got him right. I know in the Legends tournament today, I think he beat Stan Hansen <laughs> in the first round. Is that right, Troy? Yeah. So, you know that's yep. a huge win. You know the tournament master also, himself was controlling it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he also beat Bruiser Brody. Yeah, well, there you go. Uh, and Sergeant Slaughter. Oh. Oh. Those are all historically accurate. You yeah, know, right, so. right, right. <laughs> Finally, Bob Backlund did him in. Well, again, oh, that, that, yeah, that makes yeah. a lot of sense. That works. Yeah. Uh, we I, I we know, played to the storyline. I know they play tested or, you know, did the multiple simulations with, oh boy, Backlund and Brody and uh, I think Hanson. I know Jack Briscoe. There was about eight guys that they were just, con- Tim was constantly running the sims on to kind of get them to the right place. I think Angle and maybe Shamrock or Vader. Um, so yeah, I hope, I hope folks are excited. You know, I heard Mike say this earlier when everybody was, uh, you know, chatting. You know, people, oh, how'd you get an Oki sign? Hey, be happy, be cool. Okay, <laughs> just, just be cool. Right, right, right. Let's, let's be, we got them. Be, be thankful for what we have in front of us. Yep. Um, yep. You know, one of the things that I love about the card too, uh, and I know that some folks haven't seen the stats yet, but uh, one of the things that's really cool is that the original card had double finishers. Yep. And this card has the potential for double finishers, right. which I think is uh, not cool. Not every time I can but, tell you from experience. <laughs> <laughs> but I love the mechanic that could get that gets him to the octopus hold, yeah. and, I, and I love the. Um, I also love the power of the octopus hold because it's it's stronger right. uh, on this card than it was the original card right um talk a little bit about that mechanic yeah um you know tim came up with that because on the black and white card we had the we had both the cobra twist and the octopus hold because the cobra twist he was famous for that you know that being what they call the abdominal stretch and then uh with the octopus you know it's the same move but with the you know his leg draped over the head pulling down on the opponent's head so it's like well why don't we kind of blend those together and, and use that to our advantage to free up a, a spot because Corey really wanted to get the arm breaker on because mm. he did beat, you know, in some of those mixed matches, those kind of prelude to MMA matches, um, he used the arm breaker sometimes too, you know. And uh, like we mentioned on the podcast, but um, I'm pretty sure that his last, um, last time he fought Andre in a singles match in like 86, I think he submitted him with the arm breaker. Pete's nodding his head, so I take that as a good sign. <laughs> Pete, Pete, backup historian there. So, um, yeah, it was important we get that arm breaker on the card, too. And then that, that level two defense is, is a lot stronger yeah, um, yeah. than that last card. Yeah. And, I, and I, I mean, I, I love the way that it represents the Inoki who, you know, for better or for worse, I mean, he booked himself on top. He booked right. himself to be pretty unbeatable, but he was the face of the promotion. He, I mean, let's face it, the guy was so popular, he was, you know, in the Japanese version of the Senate at one right, point. Right, you know, I mean, the, right. guy, the guy had a, a huge amount of popularity over there. Uh, potentially, I mean, you could say that he was the, probably the number two most popular professional wrestler of all time next to Ricky Dozen in, in Japan. right. right. Um, um, so I, I don't think there's much qualms that you could raise about the way that he booked himself, but I do think that this level two defense represents him uh, very well in that regard. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I mean, you know, if we were going to make, and obviously with professional wrestling being a not legitimate sport, it's harder <laughs> to keep statistics, even though folks do, and use those accurately, but, you know... The three, one could argue the three toughest cards in the game should maybe be Inoki, Bob, and Ricky Dozan. Mm-hmm. Because where they are in their culture and just how they're, how professional wrestling is perceived in their culture versus the United States. Yeah. I mean, one, one could argue that. But, so I, I, I think we do, you know, 
it makes sense to make Anoki a little better. And if we ever do those other two gentlemen, you know, down the road, you know, maybe we mess with that. I mean, I think Baba's about right. You know, yeah. Ricky, he might need a little work. But, um, yeah, it was important to us to make him make Anoki better for this because we, we knew that wasn't the case the first time. I think it's fascinating too, just thinking about you know thinking about somebody like Baba is that he ended up having in a way a more natural career trajectory, you know where he right. started off, you know kind of being in that newcomer phase. He, then he was on top, he was always on top. And then he was doing like a lot of tag team stuff, and then right. eventually he became kind of like. Yeah, almost more of a comedy wrestler right, being, right. you know, the, the third wheel in the six-man tag matches, right. that sort of stuff. Uh, whereas Inoki never really did that. Ricky no. Dozan, unfortunately, never had the opportunity to do that. Right. Um, so I think that, yeah, when you look at Inoki and, and Ricky Dozan in particular, you're just given this, the, the picture that you see of them is like God mode. You know, right, you don't right. actually see the, the decline. Yeah, yeah, right. And he never, like you said, he booked himself on top. So <laughs> maybe when he should have passed the torch better to a, a Fujinami or a Maeda or something. Right, right. He didn't. So here's here's for an awkward segue. Speaking of Cobra holds, oh, let's nice. move over like to that. Sergeant Slaughter. Yep. Uh, a great card, awesome artwork, iconic. I think you know for a lot of people, this announcement um, was one of those announcements where you know, in particular, like the kids of the '80s were just sort of like, "Oh my God, it's Sergeant Slaughter." Right. Um, so talk a little bit about Slaughter's card because this is, I mean, this is a, a big deal for us, and mm-hmm. and you know, as far as having this new name and, and and putting this card together and kind of thinking about where you wanted Slaughter to kind of rank. Yeah. Um, well, and I, I got Kernodal's card out here because again, Tim had done these because during uh, I don't know, a few years ago when when the network was still the network and not Peacock, <laughs> um, and you could search, you know, who knew. Um, <laughs> he was watching a lot of Mid Atlantic in chronological order, and he you know did slaughter and Kernodal cards and and made you know some bootlegs for uh, Steamboat and Youngblood. Just so um, you know, Kernodal. He said he didn't really change too much. We did kind of monkey around with that double team move on level two, number six, which I really like that mechanic. It's similar to the, the Valiant Brothers one. Mm-hmm. Um, Sarge, you know, he said, well, you know, I don't, we should probably do the heel one first. I go, Tim, I saw him in the AWA as a babyface. He, he doesn't need a different card. He cheated <laughs> just as much. But since he was fighting the Russians, nobody cared. It's like, yeah, hit him with a chair or hit him with, you know. So that's, does especially like the double out of the ring. Um, you know, Tim said, yeah, we're going to have that on there because he was constantly chucking guys out of the ring, you know. And people loved it because he's, you know, tossing the Iron Sheik out of the ring. Um, the Cobra Clutch at, at, at plus three, that was kind of a, a no-brainer for us because that's not really a move a lot of people got out of. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I think... I'm super excited to have them both as a tag team mm-hmm. and to have Sarge as a single. And, you know, we have Kernodal, and, um, you know, you'll have to listen. I do give her a Rocky Kernodal update on, on Uncharted Territory, so you have to listen to that. Sorry, I'm not giving away the whole thing. <laughs> um, and I wouldn't but, expect you to. Yeah, no. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, Kernodal, that, that tag finisher he got, you could easily see him performing it with Slaughter, with Koloff, or with um, uh, Orton, you know, any of his tag team championship. Uh, partners, you know it's the atomic bomb. So Kernodal picks guy up in a back suplex. His partner comes off the top rope or middle rope with a, a clothesline, and you know the Russians kind of adapted that too. Kolov took that to the other team. So yeah, I, I I think like I said, I think Sarge is the headliner, but I'm I'm so excited to have them as a team. Yeah, and, and do stuff yeah. like bring them in as faces to fight 
you know, a, a Sheik in Volkov or, or you know, Ivan and, and somebody, you know, his, his partner du jour. Um, I think that's going to be a lot of fun. You, you absolutely just planted an angle in my head. I know exactly, I know exactly how I'm going to bring them in now. That's uh, what I do. I don't play. I, I know, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Booker extraordinaire. Um, so here's a question, and obviously yeah. this is kind of at the bottom of the tier list, and right. so it might be so far down that nobody else is even thinking of it. But Kronodal's card, you know, is obviously very tag-based. Right. Um, he, you know, he did, of course, have a singles run, mm-hmm. um, certainly where he was kind of, you know, certainly upper mid-card and getting some main event matches mm-hmm. there with, with Koloff and stuff like that. Um, do you think that we might see a Cronodal singles card, or do you think there's much need for it? I don't think there's much need for it. I mean, I see what, you know, looking at his card, what could get him into trouble in a singles match is level two offense, because he has that tag move on level six, mm-hmm. or on number six, please. Um, but, I, you know, there's just so many guys we want cards for right? that I think that would be kind of a... I don't want to say waste or be anything dis- disrespectful, but I think that's kind of low down the line, you know. May- maybe, and I never advocate for this, but maybe you give them a miscellaneous, you know, move three on level two, number right. six, and that pretty much addresses it. So that's kind of what I was. It's thinking. up to you, promoter. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that that is a is a great way to kind of. Yeah, if you want to, if yeah. you want to use them in a singles run, just just make that. Hey, it's a, it's, a, it's a six, you know, yeah. and, and 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 or excuse me, a level three power move, and just go on with it. Um, well, look, I, I want to talk to you about the IPW set. There, okay. Obviously, we could keep talking about the Legend set, but instead of doing that, I will say, I will direct everybody to the competition. Go listen to the latest episode of Uncharted Territory for a full rundown of the Trago Synthes uh, Hall of Fame set three, along yep. with some special announcements, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 There's, there's a lot going on. So you got it. You got it. You got to get on Uncharted Territory uh, for all the latest and greatest um, about the Trago Synthes Hall of Fame set three. And of course, next week in Waterloo, Iowa. Tell us all about it, Chad. Yeah. So, you know, I just want to say I was honored to be here because Todd gave me the first IPW set. Yeah. I'm so excited and so proud for this set. And, you know, it was an honor to to work with Zeke on this set. And he did such a good job of advising. You know, before we started getting a lot of the moves filled in, I'm just like, here's what I'm thinking for the structures. Just, you know, move two, move three. I mean, that's how we start building cards most of the time is not actually putting the moves in. And Zeke was like, well, this guy needs to be here. You know, once I told him this is where everybody needs to fall in, he did such a good job of advising me on, on how to make it indie, uh, indie indie, standards, meet up with what, all the great stuff he does. Because, you know, I I review the indie cards, we check them for errors, and, you know, there's usually not, not much to, to check for because Zeke does a great job. But because I don't know some of those guys, I just don't, okay, Who's where are their tiers? You know, mm-hmm. legends. I got a good idea where the tiers are. I don't have that for the indies. So Zeke did a great job. So you know, next weekend in Waterloo, uh, coming up the twenty uh, first through the twenty third. It's Thursday through Saturday. You know, we, we kind of run down, or we did the other night on roll up. You know, we went out through the whole schedule. All I, all I got to say is, if you can make it, get there. You know, you can still get a ticket. You can walk in, we'll get you an all-access pass, we'll get you hooked up. There's people here who've been there before. There's people here who haven't been there before but are coming, the two gentlemen to my left. Um, and, and we're going to have an awesome time. And every year, it's the most accessible wrestling fan experience you can ever have. You know, last night we were dominating the bar here. <laughs> next Saturday night, next Thursday, next Friday night, unfortunately, we're going to be do- dominating the bar 
with Jerry Briscoe and Baron Von Raschke and J.J. Dillon and Jim Ross, they're with us. Yeah. They're just attendees. That's how it is. And we have a good time, and I feel like I'm hyper-focused on drinking in this episode. <laughs> 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 you were hyper-focused on drinking last night, too. I was hyper-focused. Like, <laughs> you know what? I hadn't seen Kevin Butcher in 15 years, so I told him I loved him multiple times. <laughs> you better watch out, Kevin. I'm actually an authorized minister for marriage. We might be married right now. <laughs> I'll bear witness. <laughs> oh man! So no, it, it it's just a great time, and you know, I know for some people it's hard because these weekends are bumped together, and, and I get that. Um, and maybe next year, depending on where our schedules, they won't be. But if they are, or you know, if Galacticon's at a place that's maybe not convenient for you to go to, come out to Hall of Fame because there's a great. Contingent of Legends fans there, and I mean, and, and champions, um, but you know, Phil Singer Games fans, I should say, and we just have a good time. You know, yeah. I, we could maybe call it Galacticon Light or something. <laughs> well, those one weekends. of the things that you said, one of the things that you said earlier that I really, really loved um, is uh, last night. You, you know, when like you and Todd were talking about the idea that uh, you know, it's not like it's not like Waterloo, the the Hall of Fame is is competition for Galacticon. Mm. It's the idea that, you, you know, what you just said was perfect. If you can't make Galacticon for whatever reason, but you might be able to make the Hall of Fame or vice versa, right. it's a perfect right. opportunity to just get together with, with our group, our people, you know, and, and have a good time. Um, and, and if you can do both, you can swing both, awesome. And who knows, maybe, maybe there'll be a year when you don't have to swing both. You can right. just do it all in one. We'll see. Maybe but, um, but let's talk real quick about the IPW yeah, set. Yeah. Obviously, we ran it down um, on, on the podcast, so we, yep. we don't need to go too much in depth. Yep. But but just looking at the cards, and we love the artwork. It's fantastic. People yep. have got it in their hands now. Um, do you have Do you have a favorite card? A favorite drawing? Yeah. Uh, big picture. Big picture. Yeah, I mean, this belt. is <laughs> this is big picture. This I mean, just this big monster guy chewing on the belt. No disregard for or no you know no regard for anything, and it's it's just amazing. Yeah, and it, it's so him, and you know I kind of teasing Todd, Todd, you know, because Todd's like that's covering his face. I'm like I don't care. That's so him, and he doesn't have the belt anymore. I don't care. It's so him. <laughs> and Warner just freaking nailed it. And yeah, you know, I, I said the other day at the we had our July third fireworks extravaganza for IPW, and uh, Todd was. Feeding, sending me all the pictures on my phone, and you know most of these guys were there, so I'm showing them. They're oh, cool! So I'm hoping we can maybe get the permission to use the artwork because I, I bet a lot of them would like to do T-shirts with this. I mean, oh, Justin, cool. Justin did such a good job on the great. Oh, he was awesome, great, and uh, he he's like, will you send me that so I can show my wife? You know, so yeah, he got to show Charlene. Um, but I, I would just you know just getting back to the weekend and easies. You know, I miss this like. I missed this for 15 years. I've been 15 years since I've been to one of these the Galacticons, and I am having so much fun. And I can't promise because, you know, both my wife and I work in higher education, so summer is crazy busy with us. But I don't want to miss this again. I had so much fun reconnecting, meeting new folks, unblocking Milton from Facebook. <laughs> Although then he, he was kind of lipping off about Rick Martell. So <laughs> so uh, yeah, it uh it, it's just been a blast being here. I'm so excited to be here and meeting you know 
we got three generations of some Galacticon families here with the Butchers yeah. and Brock, you know, and, and his kids. So it, it's just been awesome. That's been one of the coolest things I was talking when I was talking with uh, Kevin Butcher earlier about the fact that it's just so cool to see, yeah, multiple generations yep. and, and young faces and, and old faces and uh, new faces and, you know, faces that, that, that have been around for a long time but haven't been seen before, like my yeah. own. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, it's, uh, it's, 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 uh, it's really cool, and uh, I echo those sentiments. It's been awesome. And, and seeing, seeing and getting to feel uh, some of the hugs that, that have been go- going around the room since yesterday afternoon is also awesome. There's uh, a lot of love, a lot of respect, and uh, I'm looking forward to seeing where the rest of the day and evening take us uh-huh. uh, and where next weekend takes us. Uh, Chad, it's always a pleasure. Thank you so much. You know, I just want to say one thing. Of you course. Know, Mike and I, Mike Fortune and I were at the first Galacticon, and... I mean, never did I think 32 <laughs> years later I'd be going to the 33rd. And really, the only thing that's changed is, you know, there's a little less hair or some gray. <laughs> there's a lot more people wearing glasses and, and yeah. bifocals and doing this thing when they're in the cars. <laughs> but other than that, this is, this is just as fun as when I was 16 years old. Ah, uh, that is so awesome to hear. Uh, when your parents dropped you off. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I still, I said something that about Thursday, and it's like, man, that dubious parent. Yeah. Like, yeah, we know. <laughs> I was, I, don't I was, I was telling them stuff. earlier. Yeah. I think this back of the book, this tag thing that, yeah, right? That is yeah. so cool. I love it. I mean, it is so simple. That's what's cool about the game. You can do so simple things that make sense, and it's just like, holy cow, that's awesome. Yeah, no, I completely agree. No, 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 you could talk all day if you want to. No, no, no. Thank you so much, Chad. I appreciate it. Yeah, of course, of course. Chad Olson, everybody. Always a pleasure hey, to talk to Chad. Always a pleasure. Oh, oh, hey, Chad, Todd's got something for him. You want to put the volume back on? We're gonna, oh, yeah, we're going we're gonna, to we're gonna throw this over to, to a virtual guest here. Uh, uh, so, uh, always a pleasure. And of course, uh, I'll just reiterate, make sure you check out this week's uncharted territory. I mean, you're probably checking out every week's uncharted territory as you well should be. Uh, I know I do. And, uh, I, I think that this week's episode in particular is essential for any legends fan just because of the rundown that they do. And, and again, there is, there is a big announcement, uh, that you can only hear on uncharted territory. We're not even, not even tell you so there you have it. That's Chad Olson from Galacticon. Uh, Todd, what do you, what, what do you think of all that? What do you think of Mr. Chad Olson? Chad Olson's great. It was so cool to see him. Uh, and, you know, the two some two weekends in a row. A little bit, a little bit more in Galacticon weekend. We actually right. see him when he wasn't running around with a chicken with his head cut off there. But, uh, uh, but no, it was awesome to see Chad. And I, I know he had an awesome weekend there too. Kind of getting back uh, together with everybody. Uh, and yeah, I know he's looking forward to uh, coming into some more Galacticons in the future. So yeah. I think we're brought- looking to we're looking to also try to make it space it a little bit more. Like when we have Galacticon and and uh, they're making it a couple of weeks apart, so it is easier to kind of do both. I think so. Nice, 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 nice. So going away from the idea of maybe doing them together. Well, I'll say if we're doing them together. Then that's one thing, <laughs> but yeah, which is it's definitely uh, still in the works. Cool. And as I, I I've done my proposal. Uh, to you know the rest of the group kind of thinking, all right, can we make this work? And I have you know had some ideas there. We're kind of still brainstorming if we wanted to do that or or go with a different route. So we hope to probably. I mean, I don't know why. I don't know why you're having to do all that. You and I figured it all out in the car ride back from Waterloo. That's true. We did. Like we we, did we, just, we we plotted the entire future of the company. That's true. No, we just a couple things. <laughs> yeah, just a couple, couple broad things there. But yeah, I did. I did kind of. I worked out the whole schedule of what I would say. So we'll, 
we'll see. We'll see if they want to do that. If not, then we have some uh, alternate plans, and and we know what we're going to do in 2024 too. So, um, that, yeah, uh, super yeah. cool. So that that'll be a lot, that'll be fun. But yeah, it's awesome to see Chad there. I'm very very much looking forward uh, to getting together with Chad and the rest of the Uncharted Territories crew. Uh, right. Next week on Tuesday night, I'm going to be joining them for, for their draft, which reminds me, I'm going to do the draft order tonight before I go to bed. Um, but uh, yeah, the, work is never uh, done. That work is never done for the tournament master. I <laughs> Right on. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I again, I, I think that uh, everything that, that he does and, and, and how hard he works on and just the integrity of the Legends releases and, you know, which is the same with the, the rest of the Legends crew um, is awesome. And, and you know, the, the proof, of course, is in our hands with all the amazing Legends cards that we have and uh, just the number of signings also that he's been able to, to make or open the doorway to and uh, get us in touch with people. Uh, you know, it, it's, it's pretty incredible. So uh, it was a thrill, uh, as always, to talk with him and hang out and uh i'm looking forward to uh hearing what you crazy cats get up to over on uncharted territory next week um so uh you know we don't really have much else um before we get out of here it's uh i think uh, it's about that time um but uh i'm looking forward to getting back together and, and doing another one of these in less than a week, probably. Yeah, uh, less than a week. No but, next time, uh, yeah. but yeah, uh, it'll 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 be fun. Uh, do we have a Do we have a topic planned? I don't think we do. We're no, kind of I'm flying by the seat of, of our plans still here. Still a little bit. Yeah, we're just kind of coming out of the summer. There's been a lot we've been uh, doing there. I've been busy. Is it? Yeah, still coming out the, the summer. But once we kind of get into the swing of things in the fall, working on a whole schedule, we'll kind of bring back some of our. Uh, normal topics, and then there's a couple of weeks where we kind of again maybe kind of have more of a standard format like this, and maybe do things like, uh, especially with the video format, we could do things like uh, incorporating some matches from COTG online and kind of yeah. doing those with that too, which will be which will be fun. I know we uh, want to do a couple of FTR matches uh, in particular. Yes. Uh, I think would be good. So. Yeah, 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 and I think it would be fun to you know for for each of us to to maybe get to roll out like a main event of one of our cards, you know, and do something. Yes. Like that, that'd be a heck of a lot of fun too. And uh, obviously, the FTR stuff will, will give us the opportunity to advance some storylines and do it in a way that you know, just be a different kind of medium. Um, you know, obviously, we're not going to like be telling the story through this format. Uh, uh, we're going to keep that in the handbooks, but uh, yeah, yeah. I think that there will be some really interesting ways to kind of advance storylines in in a way that'll be fun for us because obviously, we don't know what's going to happen if we roll out a match. Right. Um, uh, and it's something that we've been talking about for like, I mean probably damn near two years, even before the podcast started, like doing stuff like that. Um, so yeah, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to just all the, the new things that we can do and, and the new content that we can bring, uh, to the table. Uh, and of course, uh, you know, your participation means everything. So if you ever have any questions, you can always drop us a line. Uh, we do have the, uh, the audio widget set up over on, uh, the Phil Singer games podcast, uh, uh, portion of the website. Uh, so you can leave us an audio message and we'll just put it right into the podcast. Or of course you can just write us an email or a direct message over on the boards, uh, or hit us up on Facebook as well. Uh, I, I'm, notorious about not checking my messenger uh, or returning messages as quickly as I could. Barry, <laughs> sorry, Barry, I owe you an apology. He asked me a question about like putting together his Indies roster and I had like kind of like I had started to type something and I had a gig last night and I was just like it completely dropped off and now it's been like 24 hours and he's probably, you know, he's probably sitting there like just wanting desperately to roll out an Indies card and he can't because he doesn't have my approval yet. 
no, I'm not, <laughs> he's not doing that at all. Um, so, so yeah, uh, please uh, hit us up any way you can, and we'll uh, we'll reach out to you. Um, but we certainly want to thank all the other content providers, the aforementioned Uncharted Territory crew, uh, Grant with Solo Promoter, uh, of course, Brock and Mike with the character spotlights over on Facebook, and then, of course, Brock's Brockster Builds uh, stuff on Twitch, and then, uh, uh, obviously, uh, Lee Longfrey with Dilly, D- Dilly Dice. <laughs> uh, I'm leaving that in. Uh, with Dizzy Dice and uh, anyone else who's out there creating, uh, adding content, uh, and, and you know, just making this the greatest game community in the galaxy. Uh, thank you all so much, promoters. Uh, Todd, anything else you want to say before we get out of here? And just keep an eye out. We'll be doing uh, teasers uh, at least Mondays and Wednesdays uh, through the next uh, through September. There are occasionally some Friday ones. We don't have a Legends release this quarter, uh, but we will be announcing some of the Legends Prime cards, and then uh, we'll also be announcing uh, details on our fall virtual convention uh, coming up uh, as well. So. Time marches yep. on. Time marches on, indeed. <laughs> I saw, and in Target today, I saw some Halloween stuff, and I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. All right. All right. Here we go. We makes go. sense because the school supply stuff is completely cleared out. Like, this it's is funny true. to me. Like, you know, people have already gotten everything. I'm so old school, and I get it for multiple reasons. I totally understand it. But, man, I just, you know, I, I, there's something to be appreciated about starting school after Labor Day and finishing before Memorial Day. You know, and, and, and I've and, never had that. We, we start before Labor Day and then like a couple weeks after Memorial Day here. So that's too bad. That's too bad. We, I, you know, I mean, obviously by the time I was in high school, we did the same, but, uh, uh I can remember back when I was in elementary school, we had plenty of schools cause we moved around a lot, but anyway, um, so yeah, uh, uh, time marches on and we are going to be back with you next week with a brand new episode of Roll Up and hopefully more information, of course, about the Fall Virtual Con as well as new teasers for the upcoming sets, uh, all that and more. And uh, maybe we'll even get Mike to come join us next time. I don't know. Yeah, well, it's going to be a little tough. It is uh, soccer season there. So like he he's kind of given us the... I think we might have him on a Mark Ashby type schedule where we get him like the, fir- <laughs> the first week of the month type of deal. Well, let's uh, just we'll call see, Mark we'll up see. and have him fill in then. Oh, that's a good idea. <laughs> you know? We need to have him on the show. We need oh, to have we, him on the show. We do need to have him back. There's a lot of people we need yeah. to have. So I think, especially you know, with some of the video ones, hopefully we'll see. Some people might want to be on video, some might not. We'll that's true. We'll, we'll, we'll make it. We'll, 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 we'll adjust to uh, what everybody uh, wants. We absolutely there, will. We would rather have people on than like just you know put out a YouTube video. Yeah, we're not gonna, exactly. We're not going to exactly. like say like no, you can't come on because you don't want to be on camera. Um, but in the meantime, uh, everyone, please take care of yourselves and one another. Stay safe out there, and uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of Roll Up. Mm-hmm.